You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Once again, today we're going to change your perspective about business. We call it a paradigm shift. Welcome to Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. On the line with Jason Jennings. Hello. Hello, Dale. Great to be with you. Always good to hear your voice. And today we're talking about why everyone needs a program to succeed. You just give me the topic. And just before we started, you say, I'm going to change your thinking on this one. So first of all, we've done a podcast on systems in the past, but now you say, I need a program to succeed. So what does that mean? Let me tell you where it came from. Um, A couple of years ago, uh, we came uh, up to the lake uh, at Christmas time. And we have some dear friends, uh, Dick and Linda Micko, who have a place on the lake as well. And they invited us over for a holiday cocktail. And it was just the four of us. And and, and they're great folks. Dick is this larger-than-life, socially progressive guy. Uh, His wife, Linda, is uh, a little more hardcore and a little more conservative. But it always always makes for very spirited conversation and engaging uh, conversation. And uh, she was telling us the story of her son. Uh, who got through high school with, uh, with B's and the occasional C, uh, but hadn't really gained recognition for anything, hadn't really been involved in sports, just kind, of, just kind of coasted through. And so she said, let me tell you what I did. She said, the day after graduation, I went and knocked on his bedroom door. I opened it up. I looked at him. He was still laying there in bed. It was 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And what I told him was this. You've got one week to have a program. She said, I don't care what your program is. If your program's college, let us know. If your program is the military, let us know. If your program is getting a job, let us know. But Buster, you've got seven days to get a program. And, of course, the story's got a happy ending. He went in the military, and it's in the middle of just an incredibly accomplished military career. And so every time I see Dick and Linda, I give Linda a hug, and I say, and remember, everybody needs to have a program. I, I, I guess you could also use the word plan. But, but Dale, the reason I, I find this to be so significant, and, and, and the reason I... I think about this so much is that we just see in, in the course of our research countless thousands of people and thousands of companies uh, without a program, uh, w- w- without a plan. And, 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 and let me expand this a little bit and, and, t- and tell you one other story to really drive this one home of, of what can happen when you have a program, when you have the plan. Um, again, a couple of years ago, in fact, I, I relate the story in my book, uh, The Reinventors. Uh, as, as most of the people who listen to the podcast know, I, I live in California uh, near San Francisco. But during the summer, we're at our place on the lake up in beautiful northern Michigan with the moose and the bear and the deer and the wolves and the foxes. It's like being in a nature preserve. It's just absolutely wonderful. And so I fly in and out of this uh, small airport uh, in Marquette, Michigan. 
And so uh, I was going to be arriving at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, and it's about an hour to the lake. So I didn't want somebody from the lake uh, or the caretaker to come at that time of night. So uh, we just made arrangements for a, a checker cab uh, to pick me up. And so when I got off the airplane, I, I had my fingers crossed thinking, I hope somebody's there. And uh, there's a young guy w- with a sign that says uh, Jason Jennings. And I said, hi, I'm, I'm Jason. And he said, uh, I'm Jesse. How, how are you? And uh, he said, let's go. So we uh, get in the taxi, and he's in the front. I'm in the back. It's a warm, balmy, uh, Midwestern summer night. And I said, you'll have to excuse me for a few minutes if you turn the radio down because I've got to uh, call home to let them know I'm, I'm landed and I'm on my way. I've got to, I've got to call my assistant. I've, I've, I've got to make a couple of phone calls. No problem. And so a few minutes later, uh, I, I had finished those tasks. And I said, so, uh, so what's your story? I, it, I love to ask people their story. And uh, he said, well, you might just say, I'm keeping my hands dirty. Well, I almost fell out of the car because keeping your hands dirty is my phrase. Uh, I've written about it in almost every book I've done. The responsibility of every business leader to keep their hands dirty by spending a minimum of 50% of their time interacting with customers. And I said, well, how do you know that line? And he said, well, I can tell you everything in every one of your books. And I said, you're kidding me. He said, actually, he said, I'm the owner of the company. And he said, when I saw your name come up on the computer, I said, I I wanted to take this ride myself. I wanted to have an opportunity to talk to you. And I said, well, tell me. Tell me your story. I I, I really want to hear it. And he said, well, my story is a very simple one. Uh, He said, I was kind of an average student in high school. I went to college, uh, got a degree uh, in education, uh, got a job teaching and coaching in uh, Bakersfield, California. And he said a few years into it, he he said, I realized that I really like teaching and I like coaching. But he said, I was making like $46,000 a year. I had a wife, a couple of kids, and another one on the way. And I realized that, uh, you know, I was not going to have the income uh, to provide for my family the way I wanted to. And he said, so one night I I was... uh, alone in the living room watching a late-night infomercial uh, with Carlton Sheets. And I'm not sure if you remember him, uh, uh, Dale. He's the guy oh, yeah. with the real estate, pro- uh, real estate program on how to buy real estate with no money down. And he said, you know what? He said, I didn't have the $125 to spend, but he said, I called the number, paid the $125 of my credit card, the program came. And he said, the difference between me and most other people is he said, I was invested $125. And he said, so I listened to it. And as I listened to it, I thought, you know what? This makes absolute sense. This can be my program. There's that word again, Dale. And he said, so I I decided I would do exactly what the program said. Exactly. I, I would not deviate whatsoever. He said, the bottom line is, he said, a year later, I found myself owning 37 properties and had a positive cash flow. Uh, two years into it, I was at 65 properties and a positive cash flow and almost able to give up the teaching job. And he said, that was out in Bakersfield. And he said, not exactly a garden spot. And he said, we learned of a, of a place back here in Michigan with 100 units uh, that was in foreclosure for $5 million. And he said, I realized if I sold everything off in California, I would be able to swing this deal and have the money for the down payment for this $5 million uh, project. And he said, so we sold everything, and, and, and we bought the 100 units. And he said, by this time, my wife, who had originally been negative, was fully on board. And he said, we excel at keeping things fully occupied. 
And, uh, and he said, so we, so we bought the $5 million project. We got it uh, fully occupied. And he said, then I just began repeating, uh, continuing to buy houses uh, on, the, on the Carlton Sheets program. And he said, one day I went to look at a house and, uh, that was for sale. And he said, I saw this uh, checker cab in the garage. And I said, what's that? And they said, well, the owner of the house was going to start a checker cab franchise and ran into some financial problems. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll buy the house if I could have the cab. I want the cab to come with it. And he said, so I started putting some little ads in the newspaper, new cab service in town, checker cab. And he said, but I decided that my program was going to be this. He said, uh, I was going to answer every call coming in. And every call coming in, I would ask the question, I mean, what else could we do for you? What other services? And he said, I soon discovered, I mean, there, there was a market for a number of cabs uh, in the middle of the night ferrying people to and forth, work at the hospital and the various uh, industrial uh, uh, locations here. And he said, then people wanted limousines for weddings and they, and they wanted party cars and they wanted some small buses uh, for tours. And he said, then I actually started hearing from school systems that were about to get out of the transportation business and wanted an out outside vendor to, to, to move their sports teams and their debate teams and their cheerleading squads uh, from event to event. They wanted to get out of that business. And so a couple of years later, uh, he found himself uh, with, uh, with 60 vehicles uh, with about 80 employees in the checker cab business. And, uh, and he has, uh, I, I asked him, I said, what, what, what's your net worth? And he said, oh, I suppose the net worth right now is, I don't know, five or six million dollars. And I said, how old are you? And he said, I'm 38. And I thought, you know, and what allowed this a guy... It started with a program. And it started with a program, and he is still on the program because if you call Checker Cab, more often than not, I mean, one of the people answering the phone is going to be Jesse. The guy has got a program. And I said, well... And, and I had an occasion to see him just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he actually drove me from the airport to the lodge late one night. And, and I mean, when we get together, we just prattle and talk, 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 talk. And generally find ourselves sitting in the, in the driveway talking for another 45 minutes. And I said, uh, so what are you doing right now? And he's describing the new residential projects he's building and the, the different places he's trying to take the company and all the small bets he's making with the checker cab company. And I said, what's the end game? And he said, there is no end game. He said, I'm having more fun than I ever thought I could have in my life. And he said, and here's the kicker, I'll just stick with the program. Hmm. So, Dale, I guess some would call it a plan. Um, I love the word program. I'll never forget the night that Linda Micko introduced me to that word. But, but you're, you're talking sad- about you're talking about quite the evolution here because we start with Linda telling her son who really yes. graduated from high school and had nothing going on you need to get a program which yep. for him went into the military but for a yep. lot of people it could be just getting the job and then we go all the way to Jesse and uh, he yep. really adopted the program so it really covers the evolution for the business owner listening to this you've got to have a program having a job is not the program you've got to have the program for your business. Is that, and that's what you're saying. And that's what I'm saying. And now I'm going to say something that you may consider really provocative and, and really upside down. Uh, the more we study this, the more I look at this, and the more I, I examine people with programs and plans, Dale, I don't even think it's that important what the program is. 
I think it's more important that you have a program than what the program is. But you've got to. You can always change. You've got to. You can always change the program if it's not working. True. That's exactly right. Because you know what? I've got a program. I've got a program. It's a set of DVDs that sit in the basement in a room that claim that Mm -hmm. it can help me get in shape. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's some equipment yeah. there that works really great as a clothes hanger as well. So yes, it's yes. following the program though is the key. Just having it doesn't work. Having the Carlton sheet CD or or whatever it is, having your book on the right. shelf doesn't help. You've got to actually do it day in day out. And you need a program, and you need to stick to it. And I believe that's the magic. That's the simple magic of business as well. Well, you've given us a lot to think about, Jason Jennings. Thank you so much for uh, working with us through this one on this episode about the program. There's a lot more out there. Uh, you've got the books, the hit, hit the ground running, Think Big, Act Small, Less is More. It's not the big that eat the small, it's the fast that eat the slow. And the most recent, The Reinventors, all of them on the New York Times bestseller list. And next week, we talk about the troubles inside your business. If you think the troubles are outside, think again. Jason Jennings, once again, thank you so much for uh, changing our perspective today. Dale, great being with you. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.